Hi, this is Rachel Celia McElroy. What? What? What are we doing? I just thought I'd bring my middle name what? out. This is Graffin. And that's my real first name. And I've been waiting to. This is Graffin. Andrew McElroy. And this, and is, this wonderful. is wonderful. I thought I'd do say it this time. If it was also fucking chopping and screwing and throwing out the rule book. I, just, I like my middle name and I never get to say it. Welcome to Griffin's Poetry Corner. Whoa. This week I'm going to do. Hey, oh, my tummy hurts because I ate too much. Oh, that's fun. That's your segment. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, so pretty and competent. I'm really smart and funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. It ended with you ripping a big one. Yeah. Okay. Because you're always doing that while you're being f- spunny and f- spunny and fart. Oops. What's going on over there? Uh, you know, Lucy Goosey. Case of the Mondays, I guess. And a few uh, Starburst jelly beans that I snuck while I was high in the kitchen. Hey, how old? Easter. Okay. They're fucking jelly beans, though. They're right. wrapped in a, a candy coating that I don't think mold is, you know, remotely a, a problem for, is it? So, yeah, I'm a little fucking jacked, baby. <laughs> Do you have Easter any candy. small wonders besides Easter jelly beans? I mean, I assume that you're going to mention Stranger Things Season 3. I am not. So, oh, go right okay. ahead. It's freaking good, man. I feel like uh, my interest in it was minimal because I just kind of liked Season 2 and... Uh, you know, I, I am plugged into certain entertainment outlets and saw some sort of lukewarm reviews of season three, but man, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, it, there is so much action. There's a lot of action. It's moving at a like wild clip for this show. And everybody's getting really good performance opportunities, you know, like all the characters really have a chance to shine. It's super well written. And like my shit, like they are on some full blown like thing level, uh, like grotesque gore horror a lot of tributes to uh great films yeah i mean that's been true of the whole thing uh, the the, the whole series arguably but this one they wear it right on the sleeve like they're doing some red dawn shit they are doing uh they're doing some some terminator thing stuff oh god they're doing some terminator stuff but like i am so into the old i feel like there's some alien stuff there too I think so. I think Thing is probably the more mm. sort of, okay. because Thing is very much about like We're not finished yet, maybe. melting in the monster. Maybe an alien bursts out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess there is some sort of face hugger comparisons. I love that era of like old practical effects horror yes, movies. Like I am too. obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, they're leaning into it in a way. It's it's TV 14, which I cannot believe because yeah, of the level of, like I understand that, it, that this is like not people's thing, but it is wicked my thing. And like they are going so hard in the paint this season. Hey, what's my small wonder? I was just about to ask you, jeez. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this one. Uh, keep, keep it tight. Keep it tight. I also wanted to say Super Mario Maker 2. It's really fun. I just published my first level. Check it out. Yeah, Pubbed it on Insta. It's on Insta. Check out the deets on Insta and hit it up. Uh, what's your small wonder, though? My small wonder, did you see what mm. University of Texas Austin announced today? Yeah. Starting fall 2020, if your family's income is 65000 or under, you can go to college for all four years at UT for free. That is so wild. Yeah. I assume you still have to, like, uh, you know, apply for the school and make it in. Of yeah. course, yeah. yes. Yeah, but all your tuition and fees are taken care of. That is um, that is so buck wild. They said that's a significant portion of UT's population too. I don't doubt it. Like yeah. I, 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 I don't understand. 
uh, people always talked about the Promise Scholarship as being a, which was a thing in West Virginia. I went to, well, I went to Marshall. I got in on a really big, super nice scholarship that I lost instantly and luckily had the Promise Scholarship to fall back on. But it was like, if you maintain a 3.0 GPA, you got to go to any school in West Virginia for free. That's incredible. If you were a West Virginia resident. And, but then like after I had it, the, the like state Congress was talking about like, well, this is not sustainable. So I don't know how UT could go about doing that. That's so What I read is they have a bunch of oil money. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. And I imagine they have a, a vested interest in increasing like the diversity of their campus. And oh, this sure. is a really good way to do it. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean to make it sound like I was against this. I think it's a yeah. great thing. It's just like, it's... Uh, no, it seems like it would be hard to sustain. I know. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, I go first this week. Yes. My first thing is really tough because I, I could not think of a name for it and after much googling i could not like find a name for it which i thought was weird because it seems like a fairly common thing but i uh, maybe i just wasn't searching the right terms but as far as i can i'm calling it like sympathetic effort response reflex thing and it's where you're um we were watching american ninja warrior as we are wont to do as we were just doing before we came to record the podcast it's our inscrutable guilty pleasure and i will not hear you judge us for it's it it's the perfect eating dinner television program yeah it doesn't take much uh, attention from you you can mm-hmm. just watch people do stunts but sometimes when you're really rooting for someone on ninja warrior and they're about to go for a big jump i as they jump will jerk my leg up or i will <laughs> uh you know I, I watching the olympics was just like this all over where you're yeah. watching like the ski jump and you see somebody go over the big jump and you like lift your body up out of the chair as they yeah. as they jump I don't know what the name of this is. And I Googled everything from like people move, pe- moving when see people do sports. Move. You know what it makes me think of? What's that? A lot of people do that during video games. So that, yeah, I was going to mention that too. That is yeah. probably, that is the most sort of widely observed like mm-hmm. uh, portion of this phenomenon. And you mostly see it on like exaggerated in like movies and TV shows where they have to show somebody playing a video game. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's, I, I think that shit is so hysterical. First yeah. of all, like. Um, mostly the sound effects that people who make TV shows who don't know what video games are, like mm-hmm. that they put on a video game. You'll see somebody like playing a, a game on PlayStation 4 and the game will sound like beep, boop, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> It's like, dog, games haven't sounded like that for a, a really long time. one of my favorite time. things to do with you is when we're watching a program mm-hmm. and there is a video game on it. I just turn to Griffin and I say, what is that game? Is it real? And usually within a few seconds, you yeah, can I do not sweat. I'm, I, I know a lot of <laughs> I know a lot of games by a, a blurry, uh, distant shot of their user interface. Mm-hmm. That's my cross to bear. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it happens during video games. I still couldn't find. I would Google, you know, why do you huh. why do you move when you play video games? Why? Because that's a super common thing, especially when you're playing like an intense uh, first person shooter. I play a lot of a game called Destiny Two, and sometimes in that game, like you're in these really high stress like platforming things where you have to like jump from thing to thing, and if you die, like it's super super bad. And when I get in that stressful environment and I have to like do one of those platforming segments, when I jump, I like tense up and I lift my torso like up and out (laughs) of the chair and I won't release that position until I have have safely landed. And I don't know why that is. And Googling gave me nothing. It's a hard Um, thing to Google. It is a hard thing to Google because I don't think anybody has a name for it. I thought something like sympathetic reflex, right? Because it's your brain watching something happening and then your brain going like, oh shit, 
we're about to jump over a big ninja warrior stunt. You better jerk your leg up. And then it realizes like what it has done wrong. And it feels embarrassed. I imagine in that moment or yeah. thinks like, Oh no, master chief, you got to jump. Cause the flood are coming. Oh, jump, jump. Oh shit. Wait, that's a video game because it makes <laughs> sense, right? Like we spend a lot of time moving around the physical world with our bodies. And so like yeah. our body knows what moving feels like. And if we get so like, uh, I'm pulling this out of my ass, but it's like the only thing I can think that makes sense is like our brains see this movement reflected either on a TV show or in some sort of virtual environment. And if you like catch it off guard, your brain will like try to mimic the physical response yeah. of the thing that you are saying. You know what it made me think of when you said sympathetic is it reminded me of when you are watching somebody perform and you are nervous for them and you start sweating while you are watching them perform. Sure. That's more of an emotional. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess yeah, it's, that's why I think the word sympathetic is maybe a little misleading because maybe. it, because it, you, your body is like, kind of like thrusting in the direction of of what you want to accomplish yes which feels more like like literally physical yes you know also there's already a thing called sympathetic uh reflexive disorder something like that so it's it's not yeah. this um so yeah i don't know what it's called it's weird to me uh, and again couching this saying that like Maybe I just Googled the wrong stuff, but this is, do you, you do this, right? Like I, the, when you, when we were talking about video games, I was thinking of like car games where you're driving yeah. and you're trying to like go around a turn. Mm -hmm. I feel like I will like physically move my body into the turn. Mm -hmm. And I know, I know I get physically active when I am watching sports. Uh, I don't know that I do anything with my body that correlates to what needs to be done <laughs> on the playing field. Yeah, I wondered about this too. I knew I did it for games, but then like when I did this watching Ninja Warrior the other day, I was like, well, that's why did I do that? That's yeah. that's pretty that's pretty strange. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Reflexes in general, I think are cool and also kind of like weird and scary like that are. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of autonomous functions that like gets me real weirded out when I think about like all the things your body does well you, you, that you don't have to think about yeah uh, and then like your your more front of mind reflexes I think are like neat and w interesting that your body will just decide to do stuff when presented with certain stimuli and this seems like such a wild sort of yeah, innocuous harmless one and I don't know why I couldn't find a name for it but again that might just be my my failing and also I gotta say that it does lead to some pretty good episodes of law and order SVU of just like gamer gamer murderers and the, <laughs> the, 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 the brand new, apparently like Pac-Man game that they're playing in 2019. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, what's your first thing? My first thing came from a real place of nostalgia, okay. which is sometimes the best, the best thing to bring a common vein. I would say for this mm -hmm. program, Craigslist. Wow. Mm hmm. Okay. Now, Admittedly, I don't use Craigslist today. No. But when I think about what I have achieved from Craigslist. I can't wait to hear this. It's substantial. Okay. Uh, from Craigslist, I have not only purchased furniture and a bicycle, uh, I believe, yeah, it's where I got my first cat. Through um, what? Mm -hmm. ha, through There's a pet section. Okay. Uh, and when I was in Chicago and decided I wanted to get a cat. Just went on Craigslist because that's where I got my bike. So I thought, why not get a cat? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you could find a, you know, 
a date on Craigslist? You can. Yeah, you definitely can. It's also like when I was job searching in Chicago, it's what I used. Like I used it all the Shit. time. Okay, I think I I I I remained ignorant of Craigslist. I think I sold when I was living in Chicago. I sold a drum set and a poker table there because I did yeah. not want to move those down to Austin. But I did not use it for literally anything else. So I guess I guess I do know that it's like basically the personal ads of the internet. Uh, but I just I yeah. Never I also used, used to it. spend a little time on misconnections, just looking to see if anybody happened to see me doing something. <laughs> <laughs> that always seems so the the odds of that seem even in like when I was living in Batavia, Ohio, mm-hmm. the odds of like that actually happening seems so astronomically low. You'd see that a lot after like music festivals and shows oh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. would get on and be like and search like Lollapalooza and see like what's going on. Damn, I wish I lived in Manchester, Tennessee right after Bonnaroo rolled out of town yeah, right? and you just hop in the Craigslist and be like you were very dirty and your butt was dirty and my butt was dirty too and your hair was really dirty anyway was that you i love you <laughs> so craigslist is now in like 700 some cities and 70 plus countries okay um is it are people still like yeah wow i went on today just to make sure it was still happening and it is still popping off it's actually a really good place to buy baby stuff too oh. if you are looking for like Oh, that makes sense. A lot of time this stuff happens on Facebook now. Yeah. But for a lot of folks that are still using Craigslist, like it's a really great place to sell stuff that you used for like a week. Baby stuff's wild, y'all. Mm-hmm. You will you will f- like pass the point of relevance for like developmental baby toys in the span of a month. It yeah. is like that wild. And then it's for like, sure. well, what do I do with it now? Uh-huh. And a lot of people don't use Facebook for that purpose. And so Craigslist is a really good option, especially if you're doing stuff locally. You know, like a lot of times people will put stuff on eBay just to ship stuff out. But if you think somebody, you know, three blocks away might want your stuff, this is a great way to facilitate it. I lied. I sold a mattress on Craigslist. Oh, you remember you that did. when I, I moved remember. here to Austin and I, I sold it to uh, a recently divorced woman yeah. who came in and sort of told me what was what was up I remember. and that she needed a bed. And I was like, oh, that's that's. And but she like walked into my bedroom and like sat down on the bed and was like really getting comfortable in it and I was getting really uncomfortable talking about her divorce. Yeah, I remember it was, you yeah, it was, me. It, you were like, "Is what? What's is something happening?" I mean, it wasn't like I was like <laughs> running through my own penthouse letters in my mind, but like I'm an uncomfortable person around strangers to begin with, let alone ones that I've just let into my home, yeah. let alone ones that have come into my bedroom and like rolled around in my bed while talking about their <laughs> recent divorce. That was a precarious situation for the g-man do you think she looked at a lot of mattresses and and just tried that out just to see like is this a good line am i getting somewhere with this if memory serves she bought she did buy my mattress and she she got the price down to something preposterous that was bed zeppelin that was bed zeppelin oh shit okay so it was two beds that i had pushed together and wrapped up in a huge no 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 you bought you just a mattress. waved your finger at me like, <laughs> no 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 you just waved your finger at me like you were dikembe mutombo because what was this that is, this is an instrumental part of our relationship okay you bought a coupon for a mattress oh that's before right. you moved here yeah it was like a groupon 
and you purchased a mattress. But then when we decided to move in together, we kept my mattress because right. we decided it was better. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. This was not a very good mattress. But so I, I was shaking my finger yeah, saying, you, it was this really is wild. historically important to the foundation of who we are as a couple. Okay, yeah. So how dare you? <laughs> it was a filthy, it was a filthy bed. Anyway, uh, that was a long, long story of the last time I used Craigslist. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I think part of the reason I was using Craigslist so much in Chicago was that it was 2004. And it was hot then? It, it was, was pretty hot. So Craigslist started in, uh, actually started in 1995. Wow. Which okay. is wild to me because I had no awareness, but it started in San Francisco. Was, I was going to say probably. Specifically San Francisco based. And it was Craig Newmark. He had just recently gotten laid off from Charles Schwab and had some programming knowledge. Right. And so he decided he was going to start this real casual like email chain about local events. Uh, and then it kind of turned into a listserv as more people requested, like, oh, I would love to get on your email list. And so then it became a listserv. God, I love old internet. I know. It's so good. Uh, and so then at the end of 1997, he turned it into a website uh, and then a company in early 1999. Um, but he said that he was getting volunteer help in the beginning of it, it was like 97, 98. Uh, and he was still working like a full-time job and it was just growing and growing and growing. And so and in 99, when he was 42, he just started this website and it looks pretty much the same as when he started. Yeah, it. I was going to say this, this mm-hmm. thing has not gone through a lot of changes, I'm assuming. He said that they like did outreach to figure out what people wanted and people were like, we don't really want anything fancy. We just want to be able to click on something. It is so viciously functional. It yeah. is like, so. I remember the first time I used it was to sell one of those big, big things in Chicago and I'd put it off because I didn't know what to do and eBay really stressed me out, but it's literally like so you easy. type in what you want, you click a link and you get an email and that's like it. Mm-hmm. Now Craigslist is uh, a pretty successful company. Yeah, I would assume. Uh, even if you're not somebody that's using it currently, Newmark, while he doesn't have an active role, still owns 42% of the company. Uh, and that company is estimated, Forbes estimated that it is worth at least $3 billion. Holy shit. And so at 40% of the company, he owns at least, or he's worth at least $1.3 billion. Damn. Just for this like little website where he said like, hey, you want to advertise your job? That could buy you a lot of old beat up ass bicycles on (laughs) Craigslist. (laughs) Part of it is that they started charging for job postings uh, or for like very high traffic, you know, revenue based opportunities. So like New York City apartments you have to pay to. Uh, when it began in 1998, they charged $25 for job postings to cover costs. Um, and they also charge for things like ticket sales and automobiles, stuff that are like high revenue, high traffic items. Um, but I I don't know. I think it's great. I think it's great that it still exists. I think it's great that it's all over the place. I know when I moved um to columbia missouri briefly after chicago um i was still using i mean it's like it's a if you move to a new city and you don't know kind of what the regional job search engines are Mm. craigslist is a great place to to get your your toes wet yeah it filled the need i would say in the early what i would be curious i don't want to take it to a bummer place but i would be curious to hear like how craigslist and its development affected uh, which is to say, like, devastated the, like, actual print, uh, uh, oh. like, personal ad 
uh, industry. Like I have to imagine it just, I mean, just, it, just to be honest, the internet in general. Yeah, I guess that's strongly fair. impacted the print yeah. industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess in every conceivable way. That's I don't true. think you can blame Craig on that. Uh, I'll bring blame Craig for whatever I want. Uh, do you know any Craigs in your life, by the way? Hmm, do I know any? See, I'm going to say no, and then I'm going to get an email from like my best friend, Craig, and they'll be like, what the fuck, I knew man? exactly one Craig in high school. Uh, you know what I'm uh, struggling with is I keep thinking of them, and then I realize they're Gregs. <laughs> Can I say something? I know a lot of badass Gregs. Yeah. I know a lot of really, really, really good Gregs. Wow. Yeah. I think I only knew one Greg growing up, but he was okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, as I've put away my childish things, I've sort of <laughs> grown a mature nose and mature taste for a nice Greg. Mm, a nice Greg. A nice, heady, a oaky nice Greg. 2003 Greg. Mm, for, yes. <laughs> From the Southern California vineyard. Mm-hmm. This is Greg. You're going to love him. Smell him first. Smell Greg first. Do you want to smell Greg's cork? Yes. 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 What is the cork? It's a cork. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> he just pops it out of his mouth. Let me smell that. All right. Yeah, I'll take this, Greg. <laughs> hey, can I steal you away? Sure. Griffin? Yeah. You know what's a shame? What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters with, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia <laughs> Styles episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible 
that's um they're for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain i uh, got a couple jumbotrons before we get to them uh we have an important announcement uh yes, j- yes jumbotron spots uh for, for the rest of starting today Listeners can head to MaximumFun.org to enter the trial. Oh, okay. I thought it, it was like a real quick thing, but no, it's a, I'll Yeah, take, no, I'll you've got some again. time. But, you know, if, if you know you want to get in there, you can start today. Get in there starting today. You can head to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron Drawing, and you can enter a drawing to purchase one of the limited Jumbotron spots on Wonderful. Just to say that again, because I think at first glance, it's kind of strange, but you enter a drawing to purchase one of the spots. Usually the, you know, we only do two of these a show and we do what, 52 episodes a year. So there's not a ton of availability for these. So this is how we, we manage it. Uh, And the drawing closes on July 24th. So we're only accepting personal messages from now on. uh, If you haven't picked up on that, so no more business messages, but if you have a shout out that you want for, uh, you know, uh, a buddy, a loved one, whoever uh, you, you should enter this drawing uh also the air date that you pick is estimated not guaranteed because again it's real real tight out here so uh for for all the details go to maximumfund.org slash jumbotron drawing uh or you can email daniel at maximumfund.org if you have any other questions but it closes on july 24th did we say that i think i think that's the third time okay (laughs) but people know for damn sure what day this thing is over uh here's a jumbotron for mike and it's from maggie who says i wanted to get you a regularly scheduled D game for christmas but instead i got you a few seconds of mcelroy's happy for should we like prolong just get him a few extra seconds like ooh, happy four year anniversary my Mike to a kick butt partner, friend, and co dog parent. Piglet and I both love you very much, even when you eat cheese. Here's your forever reminder that sharks aren't mammals and crabs are definitely not fish. Jerry's still out on the last two sentences in this in this jumbo. Yeah, sharks. Sharks are mammals, right? Sharks are mammals because they blast them out, no eggs, right? They just blast Mm -hmm. them out. What about crabs though? Crab's a fish. It lives in the water forever. Is crab a fish? Crab, well, crab... Crustacean is like a thing. Crustacean's a thing. Crab come out of the water, though, doesn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, piss. I don't know anymore. (laughs) Here's one uh, for Delaney Bloomquist, and it's from Hannah, who says, Dear friend, you may be in Chicago by now. I tried over and over to write you a suitable ode or villanelle... Villanelle? 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 (laughs) Villanelle. You know about where, like, writing. It's, it's Villanelle. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Villanelle? Villanelle. I'm going to just take all possible permutations of it real fast. Villanelle? 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 <laughs> and I'll just edit in the one that's right. It's almost certainly not Villanelle. But anyway, I am limited by words and word counts, so I will just say that we slash you slash I miss slash missed slash will miss you slash us slash me. Write me a letter or just yell real loud. I'll keep my ears open. Give my love to tomorrow. I'm sure I'll see you there. Oh, that's nice and beautiful. I feel bad for just taking so many swings at that one word. <laughs> but that's what you get when you step to us with these messages, assuming mm-hmm. that we're smart and can read them good. Because mm-hmm. guess what, folks? Only one of us is. And it's not <laughs> me. 
Hey, I'm Janet Varney, and like many of you, some more recent than others, I used to be a teenager. In fact, just about all of my friends were too, including wonderful women like Allison Bree. I'm dead center on the balance beam. And this is like a big gym. All the kids' parents are there watching. I have to stop. Like, you know, when you have to pee so bad and you can't even move. And then I just go. I just pee right in the middle of the high balance beam. (laughs) So join me every week on the JV Club podcast where I speak with complicated, funny, messy humans as we reminisce about our adolescences and how they led us to becoming who we are. Find it every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Hey, you want to know about my second thing? Yes. Get it. Check it. Ready? Bubbles. And this oh, is not a thing of good. me like infantilizing myself for comedic effect. Uh, Henry is really into bubbles right now. And oh my gosh, yes. It's a nice phase. I get it. Like, I've always got it. They float, and that's fun. You see it right now, but he's pretty much always been into bubbles. He's always been in the bubbles. That's fine. This past weekend, you got a new bubble blower, and mm-hmm. I really looked at these bubbles. It's called Fubbles. It's called Fubbles, and it blows a... F- I think it's called that because it blows a fuck ton of bubbles. <laughs> I think they originally were going to call it fuck ton of bubbles, but they changed it to mm-hmm. just Fubbles. And I was looking at these bubbles, and man, these things look cool. Yeah. They look really neat. Like, the colors of them, and the way that they swirl around and stuff. Yes. Griffin and I had like a real moment of appreciation where we realized we knew nothing about bubbles and how they work. (laughs) And I have had lots of opportunities to learn about bubbles and how they work. I've been to many children's science museums and just, I guess it's been in one ear and out the other. I haven't stood outside the, inside a bubble. Uh, COSI had the thing that I think every children's science museum, that's the Columbus Science Mm -hmm. Institute or whatever. uh, The thing where you like drop the rope in the bubble fluid and you lift it up and it makes like a huge ass bubble. That's my jam. I love that. Um, so yeah, I, I I never, I guess, really paid attention in bubble class, but here's how bubbles work. Mm-hmm. A bubble is just air, and it's trapped in a soapy film. Yeah. And you probably knew that much already, but yes. did you know it's actually two layers of soapy film? There's an interior layer and an exterior layer, and they are sandwiching a another layer of water. So it's two, it's technically two layers of soap that are sort of containing a water layer. And when that water layer evaporates, which can happen, you know, just naturally, or if you poke it and break the seal, it'll evaporate very, very quickly. That's what causes the bubble to pop. Oh, that explains why if you've got like a soapy hand, they don't pop If you have a soapy hand and they won't pop, yeah, Yeah. hardly at all, because when you stick your finger in there, you are just forming a new seal Mm. of the, of the bubble stuff. Um, Bubbles are round because a a sphere is the shape with the smallest surface area possible, which is, I guess, what air likes to, likes to hop into. Um, But when you blow, you know, two bubbles into each other, they will fuse because now they can just share one, one wall and you can form like a a hexagon of, uh, of bubbles fairly easily. It is so, Griffin. they get the, they get horny power just like bras. It's just like, Griffin, and then you're they my go bubble. for Oh, baby. And together we're one bubble. Well, right? two, two bubbles sharing a common wall. Okay. <laughs> that sounds actually really bad. So we're not bubbles at all. Okay. <laughs> we're one big bubble. Okay. Uh, so the color, the color of these bad boys. Yeah. How does that work? Uh, it's, it is an effect like, 
it looks like some labyrinth shit and it, it's so good it's an effect of water refracting off both layers of film on this thing off the like external layer of film and the uh, internal layer of film and the water sort of swirling around through it so when you look at a bubble and you see like the color like moving and morphing like around the surface of the bubble it is an effect of essentially like three different things kind of moving around and refracting light do you remember that time where you blew smoke into a bubble oh yeah and you'd pop the bubble and the smoke would just yeah we had a hookah at a uh, yeah. a uh, like lake house weekend and also bubbles for some reason this was <laughs> this was a long time ago back when we used to like go to lake houses and just fuck them up and we would still buy frivolous purchases yeah um, oh god and not functional sandwich and bread. smoke a hookah without uh you know death without dying <laughs> instantly um and so it, bubbles are also reflective then they not only refract light they will reflect like if you get real close to them you see all these cool moving around colors and then you also see your own face and that's nice <laughs> bubbles are just cool man i don't i don't necessarily i don't enjoy blowing a bubble very much because i'm very inconsistent with it and I feel like every bubble brand you buy, their wands are different and some wands are just bullshit and there's no way that you can generate a good, like I never know when I've done a good enough job, but we have machines for that and that's really nice and Henry will just lose his mind as he dances around in thousands of bubbles. Oh my gosh, he likes uh, fighting the bubbles, which is just wonderful to watch. Well, yeah, I don't know that it's a good, but he's very into superheroes, which is uh, a lot of punching and kicking, except for PJ Masks, which is boring like i watch spider-man and i'm like does he have to punch so much well spider-man though henry has picked up on on the web slinger oh my god and so he'll stick his hand out and say sticky web well he says ticky web and then he also makes a no joke pitch perfect really great noise i can't even do it in my mouth he's better than i am but it sounds just like thwip Uh, but anyway, bubbles are cool. I got some bubble records here for you and know some bubble records. Oh, like like <laughs> bubble high watermarks? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, this is from the uh, Guinness World Records okay. site. Yeah. Uh, and it's amazing for so many reasons, the most of which being the names of... Uh, uh, okay, I think I only have one in here, um, but there are certain like bubbles teams. They're like bubbles events and like bubbles brands. Like you might find in like the skateboards industry. Oh, so there's a, a John Eric uh, of extreme capital extreme bubbles, <laughs> who in uh, October 9th, two thousand five, blew the Guinness World Record largest free floating soap bubble. It was one hundred and five point four cubic feet in size. That's nearly three cubic meters. If the bubble were filled with water, it would hold 788 gallons and weigh 3.2 tons. To give you another idea of its size, 13,627 baseballs would fit inside it. Whew. Pretty big ass bubble. I got to I got to check this out on YouTube. Can we do that tonight? Uh, so there's a website that the Guinness tried to redirect me to called something like worldsbiggestbubble.com and it did not load. Okay. But, they have not re-upped their domain purchase. It. Hopefully, uh Alan McKay of Wellington, New Zealand created a 105 foot long bubble on August 9th, 1996. He used a bubble wand, dishwashing liquid, glycerin and water. Uh, and the, I saw a picture of this bad boy. This is a big mother. The, you, 105 feet is so big. And this is just one continuous, huge, long, proud bubble member. <laughs> uh, and then one last one. Uh, Ray Macareg of San Jose, California, 
blew 119 soap bubbles from a standard child soap bubble container in 30 seconds on September 5th in 2001 on the set of Les Maisons de Records (laughs) in Paris, France, while having a live tarantula in his mouth. The twist ending on this record. The twist, the Shyamalan-esque twist ending on this record. Does that mean that there's another record out there that's like, (laughs) he blew this bubble while having a garden snake in his mouth? Yeah, maybe. And he blew this bubble while having a small child's toy in his mouth. Yeah. Couldn't think of a small child's toy, which is wild because we have so many of them. I'm going to call bullshit on this, though, because there's no way that tarantula wasn't helping out. If that oh, tarantula was, was like blowing a little bit, I too? think if you're a tarantula and you're in some dude's mouth, that's not a good situation for you. But if you see the cameras, you know, the Guinness people are there and you know, he's trying to blow a bunch of bubbles. You're going to put a little bit of back into it, I think. Well, and you also have to imagine this tarantula has been training with this man. Oh, too. I don't think this was a lark. So, like, there's got to be a reward system associated with this. Like, oh, yeah. Like, if you do good, I'm going to... Let you out of my my human mouth. <laughs> That's not where spiders like to be. <laughs> hey, what's your second thing? My second thing is The Wonder Years. The TV show? Yes. Not the years themselves. The TV show. Okay. The Wonder Years were, like, I would say, like, 98 to 2002. That's a pretty good time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know this show at all. So that's that's literally all of my input on this segment. So I've kind of touched on this a little bit. So way back on episode seven, I talked about how I like TV shows with narrators. Yes. Uh, but I and I've also um, probably mentioned it casually because it was such a huge show for me when I was growing up. Yeah. I love it so much. And also you want a French Fred Savage. So... You want a French Fred Savage? It's fine. Like it's fine. You've always wanted to. The only fan letter I've ever written was uh-huh. to Fred Savage uh-huh. when I was a small child. Yeah. Do you remember any of the details? No, I don't. I just know that I got the address from the back of a book at the library. Nice. Um, I have seen a lot of Fred Savage vehicles. By the way, I was oh, reading yeah. about the Wonder Years, and I've seen shows like The Boy Who Could or movies like The Boy Who Could Fly, and vice versa. Was another Fred Didn't Savage. Didn't see that one. And, and, you know, the, the wizard. wizard, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, so and wh- Grinder. Oh, oh Grinder. Pour one out for Grinder. Mm. My sweet shadow voice. <laughs> so The Wonder Years was on ABC from 1988 to 93, 115 episodes. So it hit that 100 hit mark that gets them syndication. syndication. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fred Savage played Kevin Arnold, which was a uh, adolescent boy growing up in 1968. So it was great because it was something my parents were interested in and me too, because it kind of reflected their childhood. And it was also interesting to me because it was very relatable. You French Fred Savage. <laughs> That's fine. Like you, I think you've grandfathered in Fred Savage. Like you've wanted a friendship for so long. Here's, here's what's wild about this. I'm just going to skirt right past this jealousy you have for Fred Savage. <laughs> it's not jealousy. It's complete understanding. Well, I mean, you were a Winnie Cooper fan, right? I didn't watch the show. Have you, you've seen it though, right? I, I have, yeah, but I wasn't, I mean, oh, you, you would be more, you're talking about the wrong savage to this kid. If you want to talk about oh, Topanga, that's fine. 
You're Ben Savage. Seen every episode of that show. Love the shit out of it. That is the easiest way to describe so many differences between us. It really is the perfect, literal perfect. Like, are you Fred Savage or Ben Savage? Bellwether, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Fred Savage uh, was the uh, youngest person to ever be nominated for uh, outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. After the show had only aired for six episodes, it was nominated for an Emmy Award. Holy shit! In 1990 or sorry, 1988. So what was kind of remarkable about the show um, was that it was a single camera setup, uh, used a narrator and didn't have a laugh track. So for some context, the top shows in this time period were Cosby Show, Roseanne, A Different World, Cheers, uh, which all had either a laugh track or a studio audience. Huh. Um, and this, this I, I, it was nominated for comedy series, so that's what they... It never hit me as like a comedy. It hit me in a comedy as a comedy series in the same way that like kind of freaks and geeks did. Where yeah. it's like this isn't laugh out loud funny, but it's a nice. Yeah, it's like a what the people would call a yeah, dramedy. Sure. Um, That's so interesting because I feel like uh, I I forget what I was watching, but Malcolm in the Middle kind of did the same thing in exactly. the nineties, where it was like every everything was sitcom, multicam, live studio audience, or some approximation of it. And then Malcolm uh-huh. in the Middle came out and was like, actually, we can do a single cam- camera comedy. Uh, and have yeah. it have the production values of a, of a drama. Yeah, I feel like and that's that's the thing that kind of brought me back to the Wonder Years is I feel like it was so um, motivating for shows like my so-called life freaks and geeks, how I met your mother, yeah. Malcolm in the middle, this idea of a, of a narrator that is kind of telling you a story um, while still being like an kind of an active participant in the show. Sure. You know? Um. And I feel like the thing I really liked about Wonder Years was that if you think about the time period, again, it was like shows like Full House and Home Improvement, you know, of like these quirky, goofy families, you know, and everybody was kind of a specific kind of character. Um, and it didn't reflect a lot of depth. It was more about like kind of what was happening on the show than who, what the characters were experiencing, yeah. you know? I mean, Home Improvement had layers. I'm not going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk about that without thinking about that clip from the, the uh, oh, shit. What was the Hulu documentary about the, oh, Dana, Dana Carvey. Carvey show mm-hmm. where they had the, the Dana Carvey show was like complete nonsense, wild, inscrutable humor. Yeah. And they had a commercial showing like some really, really like, like a very special episode thing of that they Home were doing following the, the, the episode of Home Improvement <laughs> where I think like they found out that Mark might have cancer or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then they showed that clip in the documentary of their like wild, like, yeah, just just Stephen Colbert just like cracks up. And, and then they show this Home Improvement commercial. Oh my God, it was so Very funny. Good. So there was a lot of depth to the Wonder Years and the narration, I feel like, was, I don't know, just so beautiful and poetic. And so I wanted to read you a little example from yeah. some of the narration. So the big thing with the Wonder Years is that they make a big deal out of taking place in the suburbs because in the early to mid 60s, the suburbs were relatively a new thing. In 1950, it was the first year that people lived in the suburbs more than anywhere else. Mm. Um, and it, it's a big, it's a big thing for the show. So here, here's some narration from the show. There was a time when the world was enormous, spanning the vast, almost infinite boundaries of your neighborhood. The place where you grew up 
where you didn't think twice about playing on someone else's lawn. The street was your territory and occasionally got invaded by a passing car. It was where you didn't get called home until after it was dark, and all the people and all the houses that surrounded you were as familiar as the things in your own room. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, that's And that's really just like nice. the narration on the show. Right. Like that was like every episode like had this very like beautiful, like nostalgic, but precise way of kind of addressing that time. Um, and the pilot. The pilot's great. The pilot's the only thing I ever watched. I yeah. watched it with you like a few years ago. So it starts the summer before Kevin enters junior high. Uh, and so you meet his family and his friends and his school and you get a sense of the time period. Um, it's also where they um kevin and winnie have their first kiss right. and it was also the actor's first kiss because the kevin as i mentioned was played by fred savage who was only 13 years old right um and and it's also and this is i guess this is a spoiler but not really it's a spoiler a um but winnie's older brother uh they find out he has died in the vietnam war um on that first episode yeah. and it's and it's a really heavy uh, reminds me a lot of that first episode of Friday Night Lights, yep. where you just kind of swing for the fence and say, hey, this is the reality we're creating. And there's this horrible thing that happens, episode one, uh, that kind of informs a lot of the show. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, I could talk about the show a lot. I feel like it, it had a huge impact on me to see characters on television that I felt like were smart and complex and, you know, episodes where it wasn't like, oh, this week there's a monkey. <laughs> you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> that time period, that was pretty rare. Just really going for for friends right now, huh? <laughs> friends had layers too. No, that's, I was actually referencing an episode of Full House. Oh, yeah. They, I guess they did have some monkey, <laughs> some monkey action in that one. Do you want to know what our friends at home are talking about yes, this week? Yes, please. Uh, GR says, microscopes are wonderful. What an intricate and beautiful world we live in. What wonderful things exist beyond what we can see through the naked eye. Microscopes are very good. I was just thinking about microscopes recently. Cool. I think it was because I was watching something with Henry. Yeah. We were talking about microscopes. Uh, well, we watched that uh, Kiwami Japan knife video where he was oh, using the electronic Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> Uh, here's one from uh, Marika. I probably pronounced that wrong. Sorry. Uh, my wonderful thing is going back to your hotel room after a long, busy day of vacation. I'm all about sightseeing when I travel, but there's nothing better than crawling into a fresh hotel bed at the end of the night with your partner and watching something on TV. It's the ultimate vacation chill time. Fuck. Yes. 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 <laughs> I will never forget the time when we were on our honeymoon in Japan and we were in Hakone and we had just done the whole like free pass loop, which is this huge circuit of different public transportation options all around the entire city. And we got back to our hotel room and we were so tired and we just lied in, we laid in bed for like six hours and we watched that <laughs> fucking horrible passengers movie with Anne Hathaway. Oh, yeah. We just wanted to watch something and it was like, we just turned it on and just refused to turn it off. And it was just so nice to not be on our feet. It's one of those movies you figure out kind of in the first seven minutes. In the minutes. first seven minutes, you know exactly what is happening. And then they like coyly like, is it? Do they? Yeah. Mm, don't don't watch it. It sucks. Don't, don't. Sometimes I hear people talk about the twist endings of bad movies. And I'm like, ooh, well, I got to know what that's all. Don't. It's not good. Please. Uh, last one here. This one is from uh, Cheyenne who says, my small wonder is heat lightning. I love seeing the whole sky light up for a brief moment with that signature faint orange or pink glow, especially at night. It happens pretty often around here, but it never fails to leave me awestruck. Yeah, Texas nonstop. Get that it's heat lining so great. all the time. I didn't know that was a thing, I think, until I moved to Texas. 
we I definitely saw it sometimes in in, in West Virginia, but mm-hmm. te- I mean Texas is like you know big sky country. It gets hot and then it, it will get weirdly wet very quickly, and then it just <laughs> is heat lightning city. That's what they call Austin sometimes. Is heat lightning lightning city heat city or lightning city? Something yeah, we have a lot of names. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song "Money Won't Pay." You can find a link to that in the episode description. Uh, MaximumFun MaximumFun.org. Hey, it is. Just a superior place to find incredible podcasts. I would recommend if you haven't gone to MaximumFun.org and just kind of browsed around, I am 100% sure you will find another show that you like as much as this one. Poke some links, man. JV Club with Janet Varney. Check it out. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Oh. Uh, did you know Sydney, Teresa, and me have all been on it now? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, it's a very, very good show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they have a lot of good shows. All at MaximumFun.org. We have other stuff at McElroy.Family. Um, hey, buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> you know you guys made that same joke. Buy my book. Um, Probably, yeah, we're hacks. But uh, our second graphic (laughs) novel for The Adventure Zone comes out next Tuesday, July 16th. It's going to be so good, you guys. I'm really excited about it. I hope you all like it. It's it's it was uh, a lot of work, but it's uh, It's murder on the rock. It's Rockport. Yeah. So it's a murder mystery. It's a good story. It's a lot of fun. And Griffin, uh, this is where Griffin really hits his stride. Well, thank you, baby. I appreciate that. I would argue that uh, mid pedals is where things start to go. Uh, but yeah, it comes out next Tuesday. I would really appreciate your support. You can pre-order it now at theadventurezonecomic.com. Who's that character with the bow tie? Jameson? Uh, Jenkins. Jenkins. Jameson's a good name, though. I'll save that. Jenkins was is a great character. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're also going to be doing some live shows for, uh, not live shows, uh, like book tour stops where we're going to do some Q&A with a moderator and we're going to do some live readings. Uh, yeah, for- special guests. We got special guests, yeah, doing the live readings. I'm very, very excited. Uh, Do you know who your special guests are in Austin, Texas? Uh, we're we're getting some help from the uh, from the Rooster Teeth Squad. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, they were kind enough to come out and help us out. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can find links to like those at McElroy.family, too. We're going to be Justin and I uh, are going to be in New York with Carrie, the artist on the book, Carrie Peach, and then we're coming to Austin the day after that, and then uh, Dad and Travis are going to be doing Portland and Los Angeles, and then we're all regrouping in San Diego for Comic-Con to do our last stop and then the day after that we're going to be doing a, a live Adventure Zone episode of Dadlands, the game that we made oh up during gosh. the last Max Fun Drive. That's going to be so good. It's going to be very good. We have a special guest DM where it's going to be it's going to be a real hoot. We're really looking mm-hmm. forward to it. All that's at McElroy.Family. Thank you all so much for indulging me for that. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at promoting. Our you work. are not actually. No, I, I will. Not. I will confirm that. But here's something I'm going to promote. I'm going to end the podcast so we could go watch the finale of Stranger Things and I'm going to eat a Dilly Bar. Who's this character? This is Dilly Bar Dave. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go downstairs and watch him a Netflix spooky drama. Is he a professional wrestler as well? He used to be in a past life. <laughs> spooky. Do, you, do you believe in reincarnation, man? <laughs>
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Listen, we already know that you love genre movies, film craft, and female filmmakers. So if you love all those things, then by transitive property, you love my podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Hi, I'm film critic April Wolf. Every week, I have a conversation with a different female filmmaker about their favorite genre film. Each episode covers the filmmaking process, working in the film industry, and just like general geeking out about awesome movies. I've had such great guests like the big sick writer Emily Gordon. To me, indie movies as of late have come to be a catch-all term for a movie that kind of defies genre. Billy Madison and Half-Baked director Tamara Davis. When a comedian comes and enters onto my set, they're they're just there to be funny and we're all ready and waiting for them to be funny. Horror industry veteran and actor Barbara Crampton. That's where real drama lies for me. What's What's between you and I speaking right now? Where where are we meeting? And what's the energy that we create between us? And so many others. So check out Switchblade Sisters every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts.